1: world according to wikipedia is a podcast that dons an old-fashioned diving suit to take a deep dive into the depths of wikipedia with your intrepid hosts rebecca and fanula each episode we will talk to someone from the wikimedia community exploring topics such as harnessing the viral meme potential of wikipedia articles why librarians are wikipedia's biggest fans how wikimedians created the largest photography competition in the world ever And why do some Wikimedians love soft toys so much? Subscribe on your podcatcher of choice and follow us on Twitter at world underscore Wikipedia.
0: and you're very welcome back to another episode of f and Rap Chat on the Headstuff Podcast Network. I'm your host, Paul Butler-Lennox, um, for today's episode. Thank you so much for everybody who's been supporting the work that we do uh, over the last couple of years, particularly on Buy Me A Coffee um, and our mentorship program and all of the events and online services that we've provided for attend- uh, for your attendance and uh, cross-promotion and, and, and just getting involved with F&I in general. We really, really appreciate it. Um, and if you'd like to support us further in the work that we do do on the podcast but also for our events and uh, all of the other work that we do and for our team. Uh, You can head over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash FNI and you can buy us a coffee which would be really appreciated but not today because it's 30 odd degrees outside. But um, yeah if you'd like to uh, just um, you know uh, keep us caffeinated so that we can continue to do the work and uh, have a space in order to facilitate um, these initiatives that we have. Um, we would really really appreciate it we're closing up our mentorship program now so it's been open for people to sign up for the last uh, couple of months so if you go to wearefni.com forward slash mentors there are uh, an array of uh, film and TV people who are giving their time to FNI to mentor um, people working across the industry in various different departments and disciplines uh, direction uh, 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 production producing um, sound mixing and so on Um, and it really is appreciated so for that you'll get like a you know meet up uh, with uh, somebody working to a really good standard in film and tv um, and then a couple of months later based on the kind of a, a formal chat that you have in person or online over a zoom call and uh, they'll check back in with you and see how you're getting on Um these kind of initiatives are invaluable in terms of connecting the dots between different disciplines and um, different departments so we're really excited about that and it's going to launch soon and we, we'll be doing our matches uh, shortly thereafter so sign up for that while you have a chance um on um, wearefni.com forward slash mentors um, also we have uh, we're really excited about a initiative that we have coming up towards the end of the summer into september we're just finalizing dates now it's called fni expo Unmasked, And during this uh, day-long event, which is our first day-long event, we've had many numerous um, online networking uh, programs and uh, initiatives over the last eight to ten years, which we're really excited about. But we wanted to do something which was kind of free-flowing, where we had a number of organizations and guilds together under the one roof um, and created a um, Q&A and kind of clinic environment where people could um, listen to um You know, panel discussions, Q&As, small workshops, pitching events uh, for people to stay sharp and to network. And as always, we'll have a a speed networking event at the end of that also. So it's really exciting. So keep an eye on our uh, social media accounts uh, at FNI Film, FNI underscore film on Twitter at Film Network Ireland on Instagram and Facebook and on the website wearefni.com. Uh, thanks a mil for your support and today we're joined by two gentlemen who've travelled all the way from the wilds of County Loud. Um, somebody who I've interacted with many, many times but never actually met in person, uh, Frank Kelly, a filmmaker, um, who's been doing Trojan work uh, in on the indif- independent film and TV uh, scene over the last, should I say, 25 years? 30 years? Yeah, yeah, you could say 25. 25, is that right? You're not as offended by that? No. No, so, sad. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Frank is uh, is you know has uh, as well as being a, an established filmmaker in his own right, is a film and TV pro- uh, film festival programmer um, and a writer uh, and and the, the very truest essence of what an independent filmmaker is um, and comes to us today representing the Boyne Valley uh, International Film Festival, which is happening on the 12th and 13th of August um, of this year. And he's also joined by a wonderful actor. Um, Corkman joining us, Bill Murphy, um, who's also involved in the festival. How are you doing? Very well, man. Very well indeed, yeah. Good to, be. good to be with you Grace yeah. welcome to Big Smoke the real the real the capital the real Big Smoke <laughs>
2: oh, well, oh
0: he's only in the door
1: I'm glad I'm in the middle of you two I'll that for another day
0: <laughs> so um, yeah uh, I'll start with you Frank uh, tell us a little bit about first of all about yourself for people who don't know and um, about the uh, film festival which is long long overdue because uh, pretty much everybody that I've spoke to kind of from that region have been so frustrated that they haven't had something I suppose the, the uh, guff. Gafar was in made there for a while, but that was pretty much it, wasn't
2: it? It was, yeah. And um, we we now have three at once because <laughs> we have allowed the film festival as well, and mes just started too. Yeah. So it's just it's fantastic that in that big region of the country uh, that didn't like i said didn't have anything for a long time now now we've, we're kind of well catered for so yeah we're excited to get this one up and running this one is a little different in that it's a regional festival um it covers the entire boyne valley which goes from Louth meath into there so we're following the river boyne and all the towns in between so we have and Drada, um slain navan kells uh, trim so, our, our plan is to kind of this year we're we're based in Drogheda, but Our plan is to grow the festival as we go on, to kind of reach out into those towns and villages and utilize all those spaces and yeah, and yeah. I mean, there's amazing like <coughs> screening rooms and art centres, and we want to connect with all those people and just see who's making films in the area, you know, and discover people, you know. That's the plan. So this year we we do have a focus on the Boyne Valley. We have the the Boyne Valley Film programme which has six or seven films from the area. It's a bit of a retrospective. There's a couple of new films in there. Um including one I made with Bill Bill Rotten produced Lily's theme. Shout out to Bill
1: Murphy over there yeah. in the corner. Yeah. Thanks very much lads. I really appreciate that. Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Doing great work,
0: but uh, yeah, but you know, again, it's re- it's it's vitally important to, as you said, uh, highlight even previous work that might have people may have seen at other festivals, but may not realise that it's from a particular region. And it's important to lift people up in that way,
2: isn't it? Yeah, we have Darren Thornton's I think first short film, Frankie. Which is from 2007 mm-hmm. Great short film yeah. uh, We have one called Colder Which stars J.R. Ryan By J.J. J. Harrington Which is from 2005 Wow Which they would have been When I started Like um, my first if this was Official short film I'd been making films For a while But this is the one That kind of Kind of broke out Emily song Was at that period So I remember all those guys Making the films at that time And they've gone on To have fantastic careers And done different things So it's great to go back And Get those films and bring them back. And what's been interesting is they're actually really hard to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was before the digital age believe it or not
0: yeah how would you digitise them from DVD to <laughs> uh, well, I ha- or DVD rather yeah well, a- on
2: DVD or beta um, I'm still trying to find Calder yeah <laughs> it's the last puzzle piece and JJ was up in her parent, her mother's attic trying to find beta tapes and still hasn't found them so um, I've got calls out to Screen Ireland and IFA.
0: yeah that's one thing that like, even with F&I that we've been trying to do or trying to highlight is th- there should be an online platform for shorts you know yeah yeah from you know uh, obviously you want to try and control the the standard of the shorts that are up there but there should be a place where there's uh, you know a back catalogue or a rolodex of Irish short films because
2: yeah. they disappear they do. If, mm-hmm. if you don't keep an eye on them they... no matter how big they are you know yeah and like Frankie and Colder did well Like uh, Frankie was a I think a European Academy Award winner or at least nominee like it went yeah. and did good business but if you know I suppose if you don't archive it and you don't keep an eye on it they can slide off
0: you know yeah i suppose irish international would have a a huge black catalogue of these things but i mean if they're you know if they've done their if they've done the rounds and they've Mm -hmm. they've been they've been distributed and they've you know you've you've squeezed the tea towel as it were with them (laughs) you know that they should be available then for people to to, to for mass consumption as it were so tell us about how it all came about and who's involved in terms of the project
2: yeah i mean i suppose the origin story um is it's been something I've wanted to do forever. When I left college, um, I wanted to set up a film festival. And it was an idea that just sat in the background for 20 years. And then um, I was living in the States. I was working at Apple, doing the whole corporate America thing, which was leaving me kind of miserable. And I wrote... I wrote
0: sponsored by Apple. This this film festival is not sponsored
1: by Apple. No, it's not. I i not say too much, because I think when you leave... Although some of the, phone, some of the films were shot on iPhone.
2: <laughs> they were, actually. Yeah, that's true. They're in there somewhere. Um, there might be a sniper on a roof somewhere if I say too much but um, th- um, the, I, I kind of I was just I wasn't into the corporate lifestyle you know Um, just kind of travelling back and forth and working long hours and I wrote this manifesto to myself I call it the escape plan <laughs> and there was there were films in there there was things I wanted to write in the studio but top of the list was a film festival and it was called the Boyne Valley International Film Festival and I knew kind of how I wanted to structure it so like an
0: OKR like an OKR checking in on yourself and going what am I doing on that today you
2: know yeah and and I started doing that for about a year I was writing a script as well at the same time and just kind of like in between any time I had a chance um any gap I had I would be working on stuff you know just building and then it was actually my wife's idea to move back to Ireland um which we did in 2018. And I put a call out to the Dreadhought Art Centre and Colette Farrell, who's the director there, and she'd been planning the same thing. We were kind of parallel planning a film festival. So we came in and said, let's partner on it, you know. I had the name. Um, we, You have the kind of the art centre. You have the, the not you. Sorry, I pointed out bill. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. no, no. Um, so Colette came in and we have just been partners on it. So we're co-founders of this, um, I suppose, officially Colette's the director on the creative director. And she's brought in the art centre, her contacts, kind of through um, our sponsors now who are me, County Council arts grant, um, Louth County Council draw the bids, and it's just really and and obviously the staff that are in the art centre as well. So it's it's kind of giving me this you know great thing to work with you know than I never had before. I was talking to Bill about this on the way up. That it's been the the Frank Kelly show like I've been a one man band for 20 years so it's been really nice and weird to have you know a PR person and a, a social media person then yeah.
0: yeah 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 We like we don't know ourselves as well with FNI because we have a couple of people working with us now as well yeah. and it's like okay
2: yeah no it, it, it's fantastic all great people doing great work and the wonderful thing about the region in general there
0: is that it's so well known for its arts its thriving arts particularly particularly loud um, in the town um, it seems to have you know it just doesn't make sense that these pieces have come together before you know obviously the Loud Film Festival in recent times and they're doing great work there as well but again um, we were talking to Mead County Council F&I was recently about something else we just couldn't believe that there was no film bursary for example and all of these things are brilliant because it's connecting all the pieces and, and you know funding will funnel its way in and this is another brilliant example of why it takes p- great people like you to m- bring this together to make it work yeah. and happen you know so so kudos to, to to you guys and to Colette as well and um, and all the gang
2: that's fantastic because she came on board uh, she's the director of the art centre for think like, five years now but she's reached out into the community she said what's the point in having an art centre without connecting with the artists of the area so she's um, really like made an effort to see who's working what they're doing and help them and give them space like she's um, I got a bursary from them two years ago And that changed everything for me. It was like, it was office space and it was, you know, a rehearsal space and a little bit of cash, but I was able to funnel that cash very creatively because I'd been doing so much so little for so long that a thousand euro meant I could go and make three short films because I could pay my actors and it was just a new ethos of how I would make films
0: um, It just changes things and it's that pat on the back you know that creative pat on the back to go and have a, you know a little bit of freedom mm-hmm. and a place to go and work more importantly how valuable is that? Having headspace that's
1: like you, you don't get that Well I mean she really stepped in as well when you were um, <coughs> there was f- How oh, I Met Frank was working on another short film and she gave us um, she gave us a space in the theatre to actually workshop it for the day and like you, you won't you won't get that because to hire a space anywhere it's it's just everything is so expensive now but to actually have that space and it was during the lockdown as well so I hadn't been on stage on a theatre in like two years and to actually be in there and to feel the creativity and the atmosphere and and everybody who was there to welcome us as well were just equally as enthused by the whole thing because that, that, that access was not there before that you know
0: Yeah and it's invaluable to put things back up on their feet again and there's yeah, a great yeah. sense of uh, achievement again of everybody getting back together Yeah exactly You know it's like the big sporting events and whatever else and, you know the people said that the FLA this year was particularly memorable because the weather was beautiful and it was the first time a lot of people had seen them seen each other out yeah. socialising again and there's a particularly joyous kind of coming together again so there's a little bit of that kind of mm-hmm. fairy dust as well isn't there Just
1: well you don't realise yeah you, you don't, you don't realise how important uh, what you do is until you lose the opportunity and the, the ability to actually do it it's like you know an artist standing in front of an easel and he has no paints and he has no brushes he's just staring at the at this blank space but he can't do anything with it that, that's what it felt like and I think that's what that whole thing that whole lockdown thing did for people it made them realise how important it was to have that access and then to to for, for, um, for Sinead to actually bring that in was just fantastic you know
2: yeah yeah absolutely and it, yeah, it made all the difference yeah you know, it got me just, yeah, like you said, it got the projects up on the feet, but me as well, you know, and it, it was just such a buzz. I remember we were rehearsing um, Sacred Heart, yeah. Andrew Coyne's short film that we made. Um, Being in that room with just two actors and me, and on stage we had a camera, and we were, we were on stage, you know, you had the, the sound, yeah. the space... The I was just lovely, you know? Was like You could feel that energy coming back into the room, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, tangibility of it all. Yeah. That sense of play, I suppose, as well,
2: right? Yeah, I mean, able to explore stuff because you can you only do so much on the page, you know? I, I spend a lot of time on my own in my notebook. But when you get a couple of actors in the room and you start to flesh on the bones and it starts to come to life and it becomes a real thing there's a magic to that you know
1: well you're bouncing off each other as well you see there's three different creative brains working on that and that's, that really makes a huge difference because we
2: rewrote the ending to that film yeah, that day that's right yeah. you know um, which was just just because of that
1: just because of that one opportunity to be on that stage and to do that and to have the three of us bouncing off each other you know but but it's, what's important is to have the facility and the freedom to do that as well you know not to go in there with perceived ideas about how you want it to be and that this is the dead end script and this and it's not going to move. Past this is to have the creativity and the knowledge to know that well, you know, it might change. Think things could change, but to have the bare bones of it is what is what.
0: Yeah, devising one on one in the best possible sense. Yeah, exactly. You know, obviously, in working with a script, but you know, the, the magic of bringing putting things up on their feet and the the, the tangibility of of the, of that moment that can bring it to, uh, to fruition. So I suppose if you like, if you work in a county council and you're listening to this and you're you know you're an arts officer, um, give people spaces to work because there are spaces out there.
2: I mean, with dread. Um, they have Barlow House, which is an old Georgian building um, in, in the centre of town. And they, it's full of rooms and they often go kind of unused because the meeting spaces are unrented offices. And Galactus lets puts artists in there, you know. And that, that, for me, that's been huge. Um, that's part, actually, it's part of the festival. It's, uh, we're doing a bursary and part of the bursary is um, that space. Uh, for six months
0: yeah absolutely I mean you know uh, even from in in terms of the work that we do as well just getting people into a space (laughs) getting them talking to each other because we all build up perceived notions Uh, I mentioned earlier that myself and Frank haven't actually met in person but we've spoken um, on social media and I think a phone call once or twice and just to get in the same space as someone else and to leave any preconceived notions that you have about stuff because they can often be wrong and then just really um, yeah just going in with an open mind you know hand out and, you know, uh, baggage at the door kind of thing.
1: Yeah, you can only run around your own mind a couple, you know, a few times before you run out of scenarios, you know, yeah. <laughs> as soon as you talk to somebody else, it, it, it's, it's like opening a new door, as you said yourself, you know, you need people, you need people, you need creative minds to come together. Like you spoke um, a while ago about being collaborative and that's like, that's really, really important, you know, to get everybody who's involved in a, in a pro, uh, production on board, everybody talking, everybody um, coming up with ideas and... And no idea is stupid yeah you know every idea is worthwhile because what it does is it opens up a door to some to some other scenario you know like we're going to be talking about the workshop that we're going to be doing up in the uh, in the film festival as well and that's what that's all about you yeah
0: know? so m- maybe Frankie might tell us a little bit about who's involved what people what people can expect over the, is it two or three days it's
2: two days this year we'll hopefully expand the three days next year um but it's going to be Friday the 12th of August and then Saturday 13th uh we've the opening night is it'll be start at 7 p.m I think and we have um what we're going to do the Boyne Valley program so it's seven short films followed by a Q&A um and just introducing ourselves our region to, to our audience and Saturday's a pretty full day start off at 10 a.m with a workshop that uh, I'm doing with Bill and Oshin DeLang um I kind of I wanted to do it's based on my book eight simple steps to making a short film plug <laughs> uh, available on my website link in the description. <laughs> um, which is a way I started making films a couple of years ago that came out of not being able to make films. Uh, just, you know, the frustration we all go through as indie filmmakers looking for money, looking for help, getting crew together, expensive equipment, all that stuff. Um, and I was very much of the ethos of doing what you can with what you have, which was nothing, OK, but I have a phone <laughs> and I know a couple of actors yeah, yeah. and I could probably get a room for a day. So it was that one day, one location, two actor ethos of making films if i can pay my actors then and get a bit of food then we can probably make a short film i ended up making six of those in the last year um and they're at festivals you know so they're doing well which is great so the workshop is kind of looking at that and um but i wanted to do something a little different so i wanted to open up the process and show people what i do instead of just talking about it so bill and Oshina are going to be on stage performing live and i'm going to be there making a film Live on stage—that's brilliant! Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna and we're gonna open up to the audience as well. So we're gonna have people throw in. So there's a little bit of an improvisation. A little bit of whose line is it anyway you know so it could be chaos could be chaos you know so we're kind of trying to make it a bit more theatrical yeah. cinematic and show the process different live.
0: spin on it that's really interesting yeah you don't often see that where it's you know uh, uh, showing the inner workings of how, the process but actually it in action as well mm-hmm. literally
2: yeah so we'll, we'll, there'll be you know rolling sound and quiet on set and action and the guys will be performing you know and I'll be filming and maybe editing I don't know <laughs> we'll see what happens Put one hand juggling something else yeah yeah um, tell us a little bit
0: about your own history Frank for people who are not aware of you
2: oh yeah um, well I've been making films for about 20 years 20 plus years started in Bali, Fermat in uh, college there studying animation many of us did um, and then when I graduated animation I kind of decided I didn't want to follow animation my passion was film moving too slow for you that's often the case yeah I still love animation I'd love to to produce it I you know some of my favourite films are animated films same same yeah and uh, but my passion was live action you know and I went to Australia I wrote a feature script came home tried to get it made bumped into Thomas Kennedy who's a lecturer at the National Film School old friend and together we started writing a new script which was became Emily's Song which was my first short film actually edited in this building <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> yeah the, the ghosts of Emily's Song <laughs> echo down the hallways
2: um, so that did really well for us that starred Jason Bourne um, comedian um, Shane Murray and Eric O'Brien but after that I we we kind of thought this is it. We're in the industry now. We we've got a successful short film, and then tumbleweeds. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing for years, you know. Meetings with no fruition, no funding, and that was very discouraging back then. Because you think you make your first short film finally,
0: and that's it. There's no there's no other there's no other revenues.
2: It must yeah. be very sold soulless, crushing, even. Though. Yeah, and it was. And back then, I made a film called Bill for short, which was me and a couple of mates. I wasn't in yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I may have inspired it. It is short. That's a different thing. It was about my granddad and I found a pair of his shoes up in the attic. My brother put them on and they fit him. So we I followed him around the town to where my grandfather would have lived and worked and gone to his pub, favourite pub and bedding shop. And it did really well for us as well. Like, and I said oh, well, this is you know great. Like I made a film for nothing and it's traveling the world. And this is the way to do. it And then I didn't do that anymore (laughs) I went back to the old way of making films you know (laughs) made a bunch of short films Uh, eventually got to my feature film Derelict Uh, starred Michael Bates Steve Gunn uh, Patrick O'Donnell uh, Ellen Reddy great cast you know we shot and slain for a week mad week shooting nights we all went a little bit insane I remember we were up in this old mill it was like a big old top floor and it was i went in the day before and realized it was an inch of pigeon poop jesus christ that i had to shovel out into 30 black bags and stored <laughs> then I, we, we didn't get rid of it we stored it in the floor below and it was like the hottest week of the year so the smell of it started to rise up through the floor as we were filming
0: use it <laughs> to the actors everybody
2: was miserable in that film miserable <laughs> I mo- emotional recall <laughs> I don't, it was about 10 years ago I don't think any of those actors have I'm, worked I'm, with me
0: again <laughs> I might ask you just because and we ask everybody who comes on but um, I think it, it seems particularly prevalent to your journey and uh, every actor's uh, actor's director's journey but how do you personally deal with rejection
2: used to very badly I'm much more philosophical now for me rejection is a good thing because it gets that no out of the way it gets those people who didn't want to work with me out of the way and it's that it's a step closer to the yes so I'm much more philosophical in that sense like I actually enjoy getting rejections now because it's like okay that's done right on to the next one like yeah. we're, we're getting through the weeds here we're hacking away sorry knock something we're hacking away knocked weeds. over
0: the truth <laughs>
2: <laughs> but where, before when I was younger every rejection I took to the heart and it was devastating and, and you know it was hard to get up from it was a, a gut punch and you're on the ropes and you're, you're trying to build a career and maybe you're kind of going down the wrong avenue a little bit or you're putting the focus in the wrong place as a younger filmmaker I certainly did it was more about success and being respected or something like that you know whereas now it's become about the work it's, it's just I realised the real love making films I love each process of it I enjoy you know being alone writing I enjoy the editing process I enjoy being in a room with actors and I used to dread the set uh, because it was like high pressure um, you're not alone in that I mean we had someone
0: on pr- fairly high profile director who absolutely had anxiety attacks to the point where he
2: felt like walking off before he started you know on a, on a big feature and it was someone says Spielberg or Peter Jackson the hardest part is getting out of the car in the morning (laughs) and it it is it's just like because you're only human and you don't have all the answers but it's kind of I suppose realising that it's a collaboration and everyone's on set because they believe in the project and they're all there to make this thing. It's not all on you. As a director, you know, you think it's all on you or as a lead actor or any actor, everyone's kind of in their own little silo of pressure. It is, but it absolutely isn't as well. No, yeah. You know? But I I really enjoy it now. It's like, it's such a creative environment. It's high pressure because you're on a timeline and you have to get it done. And there's always things tripping you up, you know, whether it's, I don't know, if the lunch is ready or... um, You know, some cable that doesn't work. You know, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. You just roll with that. You know, but yeah, in terms of rejection, um, I'd say just be philosophical about it. Don't worry about it too much. It's it's a good thing because it's getting those no's out of the way as quickly as possible I think partly it's isn't it or
0: would you agree that um there's a kind of holy Grail ideal about only having one shot which is incorrect in in one in in one's creative life in your creative life absolutely yeah it yeah. doesn't exist you know that kind of you have to do this by that time or that won't happen doesn't exist like if you've only one good idea or if you've only one good performance and even like in, act, in, in acting I suppose it built um you know that idea that you have to play one part or like you know once you do that so like that's you've peaked and that's it and that's your achievement and it's just not
1: the way a creative life is lived it's not well you're not living a creative life if that's what you think you know Um, everybody has the potential to play uh, to play many different parts in many different roles in the film or many different um, roles in the production of a film whether you're an actor or a writer or a producer or you know you don't have to stick to one thing Um, you can be you can be brilliant at all of them you know you just you can choose which one you would like to excel in but you can be brilliant at anything you do provided you've got the right idea, the right encouragement and the right people around you to make it happen. Like you spoke again about like the more people work collaboratively, the more people will realise this, that it's important to have control over what you do. But it's also important to be able to give out that control to other people and to allow them to come in. Because when you were talking there about... um you know, having the responsibility, the sole responsibility for a production, and um, when you work collaboratively, that's not really the case because everybody involved takes on that responsibility. Everybody knows, everybody's invested in it, and then they work as a team. So everybody has the same interest, which is to get the f- to get the film. In this case, to get the film done, you know, and we all do what we all do in order to make that happen, whatever that
0: is, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I'd ask both is just in terms of your 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 lived experience. Um, what advice, apart from reading your book, Frank, would you give either your younger self or a young filmmaker, kind of starting out? You know, a lot of people that will be uh, that would listen to this show and attend your 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 film festival and events and stuff coming up. What kind of key advice would you would you?
2: Uh, just do the work. Focus on the work. Um, don't listen to the noise that's happening around you. Don't look outward. You have an idea. You have a script. Just take one step at a time to get that script made and stay in that line. You know. Um, just focus. Yeah, just do the work, um, and don't be afraid to talk to people. You know about yeah. it. You know
1: that's that's that that can be invite people a in. huge thing. Yeah, You're kind of afraid. You're afraid to put yourself out there. You're afraid to. Um, you you. The th- thing about being an artist is that you're nearly always unsure if your script or if your ability as an actor is any good. You know, and especially the longer you stay without work, the more uh, affirmed that becomes within your own mind. You know, so the, the important thing is to get out there and to do it. and I never believe that anything you've written is not worthy of being filmed you know because uh, that's nearly not always the case I mean I wrote Lily's theme during lockdown in the spur of the moment you know and I was happened to be talking to uh, to you about a little thing I'd written, I had no intention of filming it, and within within a couple of months, we actually did that. No, that would never have happened if I hadn't spoken to Frank. You know, I'd have just thought, yeah, it's a nice little piece, but we just put it to one side because. And there would have been like self belief is a big issue it, with, with any artist. You know, no matter you kind of in the back of your mind, you you think, well, this is what I love to do and this is what I want to do, but am I am I any good? I mean, no one's employing me, so so I'm, I'm, I mustn't be any good. And you spoke about the whole no thing, and that can get at people. You can't take the no's as rejection. It's not that they're not telling you you know that you're not any good that your your ability as an actor or your ability as a writer or a director isn't any good what they're saying is that for this production that's not the way we're going to go you know and an awful lot of the time from acting point of view it's don't to look when you, and the longer you're in the business it's nearly always that you know um, from a directing point of view they're looking for someone to direct it a certain way they're not saying that you're crap they're saying that for the, for this
0: one they're saying I'm crack- crap <laughs> when I apply for follow <laughs> but, but yeah <laughs> yeah
1: but the thing is you can let you can let that stuff you can let that stuff get in you know, it's, and it's easier to absorb that than it is to stay positive and to believe and, and to forge ahead. It's much, much easier just to say, well, maybe, maybe I'll step back from it because it takes less work to do that than it does to actually keep driving
2: forward. You know, I don't put too much onto it. You know, it's like if you've got a short film idea, go and film it. Don't think to worry too much about it shoot it get your your crew together or do it yourself film it edit it. move on to the next one have the next one ready to go what i did when i was younger was i put too much emphasis on the one thing i was doing and i didn't think ahead with emily's song it was everything was in there and i didn't have anything ready to go so then two years went by with nothing whereas this year i i've had stuff ready to go i've had you know stuff in pre-production when I'm in production. So,
0: so preparation, have a timeline. So this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm working towards. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're not, you're know you're, you're not a one trick pony. If you only have one story to tell, then you shouldn't be doing it kind of thing. That, ideology. Do you think social media helps or
2: hinders this? You can certainly do both.
1: I think, I, I think it, I think for for the most part, I think it helps depending on how you use it. You know, um, the, the, you can you can prostitute yourself on social media too, and that can that can do more harm than good, you know. But if you have, <laughs> An, unsure, if, no, no. But the, the thing is that as long as long as what you're doing has a connection to what you are involved in, and as long as it has a path, then advertising it is what it's all about. And social media is about getting it out there. It's easier to get work. When I started in this business, it, there was none of this going on. You couldn't get yourself out there, and no matter how hard you tried, you you totally depended on the agent, you know. And the agent did everything for you because you had no other way you couldn't write to a casting director you know you couldn't do a video and send it to them that was just all it was all taboo whereas now social media you're kind of doing that indirectly you know and the people who are linked to you will see that and that and that will go out that way you know but it, it can be it can be negative if what you're doing is promoting yourself and your product in a negative way you know if you go on to social media to bitch about the business or to bitch about not getting picked up or to bitch, bitch about a film not being seen or no one's going after my scripts and you well then that's how you're that's how you're being seen you're not being seen as a positive influence in the business so it's all about being a positive influence in the business and to be there for other people who need help as well you always have to be ready to put your hand in and and help other people out I, I'm at it 30 years you know and I didn't have this stuff when I was around and like we kind of we've crossed paths in the past as well you know and, we, and we've talked about stuff like this and um, that's the most important thing and that now with social media is far more accessible people people don't feel as bad about approaching you now because they're not walking up to your house ringing the doorbell and looking at your face to face and saying hello my name is Bill Murphy you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it absolutely. It's it's. It can be a force for change and positivity, and it links people in a way. But it, you know, it also can, I, I guess, uh, build up preconceived ideas about people. Which, it, like, it, you know, it's like a superpower, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in the wrong hands.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's how it's used. Yeah, exactly. Well, like, like anything, you know, it's 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 all about how it's used. You know. Yeah. So, um, tell us a little bit about. Um, what both of you have kind of coming up creatively after this
2: yeah well actually the workshop is the next thing but at the workshop we're going to be workshopping a film called the quiet one which is a short film so the the film we're doing at the workshop is um is going to be going to production straight after the the um the film festival so hopefully shooting that in the autumn sometime um again one of these kind of like it'll just be me on set bill oisheen another actor um, and just doing it getting it done you know so I have a few of those lined up I have another one called um, The Dead May Listen which is by a writer in LA who a young student writer um, which is a really nice script Uh, I'll be doing that one after Um, and then I have a bunch of other stuff in development at the moment Um, uh, a couple of feature scripts that are We've been ticking away for a while yeah. and uh, I'm finishing up a documentary as well. So, yeah, I'm no, busy. Good. And it's
0: great to hear that because I think, it, I know a lot of people that, uh, you know, people of varying degrees of success I always have a problem talking about what they're working on. Hmm. And it's something that you shouldn't be apologetic for. These, uh, at the time of print this is what I was working on. Yeah. You know, you, you can't, don't self-sabotage yourself by saying, oh, maybe I won't mention that because I haven't got funding for it or X, Y, and Z.
1: It's also kind of, a, it, it, it's a fear you have in yourself as well about letting yourself down. If I say this, then I'm committing to it. And then if I don't do it, people would think I'm an awful idiot altogether because I, I spoke about it, you know. Yeah, the, the whole idea, and that's down to self-belief. You, you have to have, you have to have self-belief and you have to be open to meeting new people in the business and doing, th- I mean, three weeks ago, I didn't know, uh I've had meetings with three people in the past week three weeks ago I didn't know these people but I was linked to them by an actor friend of mine and now we're going to be shooting two pilots um, in the next probably 12 months and they're two TV pilots they have funding and everything and they're all ready to go you know and uh, I have a film coming out in December um, uh, the Christmas break, which was shot, Edwina Forkin produced it. Our line producer, um, and
0: that force, force of Nature is Edwina.
1: Oh, she's unreal. She's an amazing, an amazing woman, and she will always. If, if you if you ever want to get something done, if she can't do it herself, she'll tell you how. You know, or she'll tell you who.
0: Yeah, absolutely. She's she's been really helpful to F and I over there She's been
1: amazing for for so many. uh for so many actors and so many producers and so many directors because she will get she will get behind anything that she feels is worthwhile you know but the whole idea is to keep yourself busy and to keep yourself out there and if there's nothing actually happening if happening for you at, that, at any given point in time you know make something happen yourself do your own work write something and anybody you know anybody has an idea anybody can come up with an idea and write something it might be the greatest piece of writing but the idea can be brought to fruition with a little help then from other people you know the the whole idea is to not to be afraid and if you're in the business commit to yourself and commit commit to your
0: dream and commit to your goal you know there are lots of little things people can be doing I mean they can be you know something like even Fishpond they do like a monologue challenge. yeah exactly write your own stuff film that stay active directors can be attending you know these type of workshops yeah they can be shooting showreel bits for other actors just engaging with people so stay stay I'll give you
1: an example I, I I wrote two pieces off the cuff I didn't sit down to write them you know they just came into my head so I I just put put pen to paper and uh it, it, was, it was those two monologues that I wrote again over lockdown that actually got me uh, the, the gigs in these two TV pilots because a director, one in Liverpool and one in the States saw this through a mutual friend of ours and he and he linked to me and then he says, right, I, I want you for this. You know, so if I hadn't written them, if I hadn't put them out there, then they wouldn't have seen them and this wouldn't have happened. You know, so you, you never know what action you take, what, what kind of an effect it's going to have on you and your career in the future. But you know for a fact that if you don't do anything, it's
0: not going to happen. Yeah, it's a po- po- positive visualisation yeah. kind of 101 uh, Frank who should we watch out for in terms of the Boyne Valley region kind of filmmakers out there who's good who's exciting who should people be excited about
2: yeah well we talked about Darren Thornton he's uh, obviously been doing great stuff he did directed The Day for Mad Mary and loves the drug back in the day so he's got a new feature film coming out uh, he's in the editing room at the moment so hopefully he's going to be able to join us for the festival um, Joe Rooney's uh, first film as a writer producer is premiering at the festival which is fantastic it's a really funny, sweet little short film. Who else do we have? A couple of students within a student uh, uh, focus. We've a film called "For This Corner in High Society." Two students are. I think these will be might be premieres as well. Uh, but really energetic, amazing films. Like if you look at this and think, "Oh yeah, the film industry's in safe hands." Like really creative stuff. Um, Bill Morffe's films coming up as well. I don't know if you have heard of Bill Murphy Yeah, he's an up and coming young actor.
1: I, I, and to be honest, I, I never intended, <laughs> I never intended to be a filmmaker at all. No interest, none. I'm an actor, and that and that's what it is. And this is what the, the the only reason this happened is because I met Frank and I spoke with Frank and we were on a shoot and and one thing led to
2: another, you know. And this came out of that. And we're talking about doing something else he, now as well. So he handed me the script, kind of almost shyly. I have this idea. And I read it. And I was like, "Let's do it." And it was the next thing we did. Uh, so that's how that stuff happens, you know. And it, and it was it was such a succinct little short film that I was able to drop the kids off at school, go to the set, uh, shoot it in the morning get back in the car and go pick up the kids from school and that's how quickly it was. Well, we did the work and that's the thing we did the work beforehand
1: Like we, we both knew what we wanted to do we both knew how we wanted it to look and even up to the night beforehand I mean Oisin ended up being in the film machine De and a, a week ago he wasn't there but it was just a, a brainwave came at the last moment for, for, for something else and, and that's what's beautiful about that but that can only happen when you're in a creative process and when everybody's working off the same page and when you know that whomever you're working with um, they've got your back you know that you're not going
2: to be. You're not going to end up looking like a fool. You know. Yeah. You, you just keep doing. It. You keep knocking them out. Yeah. And if like the one you, you were nervous about isn't great, and someone criticises you because you're worried about what people think, you're, yeah. you're thinking, oh, oh, that was five films ago. <laughs> you
0: know, people forget.
2: Yeah. Even if you know, just keep going. Just keep going. It, does, it doesn't matter what people are. It's by. all has a, it's, it's a stepping stone.
1: um There was a guy I was working with an actor one time. uh Oh, I can't think of his name. Um,
0: and he, well, in case it's loyalist. Let's just call him actor A. Yeah, yeah.
1: actor a. No, he, he, It was it was a good thing. Um, he's a, he's a very well known actor. Uh, his father is gone up with. Um, are married to Barbara Streisand. What's his name? Uh, Bro- Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. I was working with Josh Brolin years. Sorry, Josh. I was working with Josh, Josh Brolin years and years ago from Galway. I'm sure, he's listening. He's mad as hell right now. <laughs> and we had a conversation just one day, half half a minute conversation, and, and uh, somebody asked him. Uh, you know, some of the films that you made on your way up, you know, some of them weren't that great. Like, what, 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 what's your opinion on that? He says, he says, all the films and all the parts I played were all great for me. He says, and they were all a stepping stone for me, and that's and that led me to the position that I'm in now. And, he, and at that point in time, this was his first lead role in the film, and his dad was trying. To, his dad directed it, Ch- uh, James Bowen, and he he was trying to get his directors, uh, whatever they get, directors' license, I do not this in the states, and Is his, yeah, the, his, scale, his scale, yeah. Yeah, 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 and then I mean, Josh went on to do some incredible work, but he he wouldn't he wouldn't allow anybody to say that any work that he ever did, like we've all we've all done one or two little doozies, you know, but that doesn't mean that it was a bad idea to do them it was a good idea because it got you to the next level and it got you to the next stage. And you learn something about it and you're always learning something in this business. And when you stop learning, well then, you know, get out of the business. Be grateful for the experience
0: more, yeah. more so than anything else. Absolutely. Yeah, Frank, yeah. tell us about the pitching competition and what you can what you can win. Frank, tell us what you can win.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So it's, uh, <laughs> um, behind door number one is, we. Uh, it's a bursary and it's a pitch competition. So pe- nationwide, writers, filmmakers can send in a two-page pitch to com. And the best three will be selected by a judging panel and each awarded €500. Euros. And then those three filmmakers will be invited <laughs> to the festival to pitch in front of the panel live, um, not in front of an audience. Um, and the best of those will then um, win a further €2,500 Euro towards the script. And included in that is mentorship. I'll be on hand to help them out if they want it. Um, and space at Barrow House um, in Drogheda uh, for six months. A studio space rehearsal space for them to be able to, if, if they're in they may not they may be living in Wicklow and not avail of that is there, any, is there any equipment or uh, not at the moment Um that's something we could look into yeah if you want to help out guys I'm sure if you want to drop
0: the guys, I know we have um, a lot of production houses that listen to the show as well if you want to contribute as well I'm sure the guys will be happy to have you on board so,
2: so the prizes do um, yeah go toward um, their writing of the script but by all means if they want to take that 2500 and go and make the film you know do it Um that's how I've been doing it for the last two years, you know, through the Druid Art Centre and um, the bursary Day gave me a and association this year and it's just helped me hugely to have that space and time. So we want to offer that to... to film yeah, it. as
0: somebody who's got scholarships and bursaries all along in m- my career, it's invaluable. It just gives you that freedom and takes pressure off you in terms of, you know, yeah, makes <laughs> rent or whatever it is.
1: And it gives you some form of self-belief as well, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, just that pat on the back or, yeah. or in some cases kick up the arse that you need to keep yeah. going, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, um, so... Um, thanks so much for coming in. Uh, where can people find out more about the festival?
2: Uh, Druid.com. You can also go on the socials and look for Boyan Valley, at Boyan Valley IFF on Twitter and Instagram, or on Facebook as well. Is it Biff? it's not quite Biff I was talking about this Thank last you. night Be-wiff. it's B-V-I-F-F <laughs> because my favourite film is Back to the Future and we were talking about this recently that's the film that got me into film
0: okay butthead <laughs>
2: um, so I was like can I make it Biff mm, Biff not quite. B- <laughs>
0: um, yeah listen thanks for, a million for coming in um, it's been it, it's been really interesting just to pick your brain which I'm sure I'll do a little bit more afterwards as well both of you um, and if you want to find out more about Frank you can go to frankwkelly.com and check out uh, we'll link it in the description as well but his book which is um, really invaluable for people and particularly people who are kind of upskilling or retraining or trying something else um, or if you're a first time director and you just want to you know navigate um, those waters um, you don't know unless you try so you know check out uh, Frank's website and his book (laughs) Simple Steps to Making Your Short Film and of course Frank will be doing um, a a workshop based on that material as well at the festival Uh, Mr. Bill Murphy thanks for coming in thank you very much for having me Uh, Frank thank you pleasure take it easy thanks very much